Despite recent improvements in load shedding, there's no doubt that nearly a year of almost daily power outages has weighed heavily on investment performance. Every business, big and small, has been impacted. The JSC All Share Index has been hammered by a combination of factors over the last year, including load shedding and a weak rand. To what extent are these factors baked into current stock prices and what can investors do to limit the damage or even profit from it? To help us answer these questions, we're joined by David Lurkey, Chief Investment Officer at Sandland Private Wealth. Hi, David. Thanks for joining us. Can you give us a sense of how load shedding has impacted local business and which businesses in particular have suffered the most, bearing in mind that about half or a little bit more than half of the value of all the All Share Index resides outside South Africa? Right. I think there's a couple of things to be aware of there. Firstly is the separation between the South African sort of environment and the All Share Index. As you correctly say, a lot of the value sits outside of the country. So, you know, the way we think about it, obviously, you know, load shedding is negative uh, for lots of businesses. Um, but if we look at it just uh, from JSE perspective, we put it in about three broad buckets. And first bucket is the part that has actually seen very little or no impact. And that's, as you sort of mentioned, uh, businesses that are outside of South Africa. or So they might be listed here, but their operations are elsewhere. You know, that would be things like Process or Richmond, something like a BHP, even a Nepi Rock Castle, um, amongst others. So that half has really seen almost no impact. The next bucket would be those businesses that are kind of tied to the SA economy, but where the actual cost isn't particularly painful. And thankfully, that's around another 40% of our market. That probably includes most of the financial services sector, as an example, where there's a cost associated with keeping the lights on in offices, but it's actually quite small relative to the overall cost base. These sort of businesses that are sort of SA businesses, but the direct impact isn't too bad. The worry there is that over the longer term, the overall impact on the SA economy then comes through for those businesses. But the pain isn't quite as immediate and it's not quite as intense, which kind of brings us to the third and final bucket. Uh, Thankfully, that's only about 10% of our market, but that includes companies, you know, maybe like a pick and pay where they have thin margins and high electricity costs, for example, to keep the fridges running. So, you know, using that pick and pay example, they've got sort of low to mid single digit operating margins. So if you have a hit on costs uh, for keeping the fridges running, that actually has quite a big impact on earnings. Um, and then also in that bucket of um, companies more impacted uh, would be things like South African centric mining companies. For example, the platinum miners, they're based in South Africa. They use a lot of electricity uh, for smelting. And if that electricity is not available, they just can't produce um, quite as much metal as they would really like to. Um, so that's kind of how we think of it from a, from a broad perspective. I mean, the one thing that's is clear that load shedding has impacted the RAND specifically, and it's also slowed economic growth, and we've seen that in the figures coming through over the last year. But are there pockets of the economy that are suffering more than others? You have mentioned metals and retailings. Are there others? Yeah, I think, you know, it's unfortunate, but really small business wherever it might be, and particularly small business, small manufacturing kind of businesses. Those are the ones that are that will often not have the capacity to do the necessary or to spend the necessary money 
um, to protect themselves from load shedding. So the problem there is those small businesses actually employ a lot of people. And then all of this eventually filters through to consumer confidence, which is obviously negatively hit by load shedding. And then in due course, that affects the entire economy. But uh, yeah, I would say, you know, apart from the food retail and some of the miners, I'd say small businesses is really uh, where the, where we're being hit the hardest, unfortunately. And of course, you know, a volatile rand um, doesn't help anybody either. Right. And it has been pretty volatile over the last couple of months. But if you look at the implications of load shedding from an asset management point of view and capital allocation, how has that affected your decision making? The one exciting side of this heavy spend to mitigate load shedding um, is that it's all being spent on renewable energy. So with all the solar power being installed, it's actually quite positive from a climate change perspective, which is good. And then the other thing is that all this investment by, say, large corporates or um, the wealthier members of suburbia means it does take some of the pressure off the grid. So the power that is available is available more for the rest of the economy that maybe couldn't spend on load shedding mitigation. Right. Now, I mean, if you look at the the impact of load shedding on the broader economy and on the stock market itself, is this already baked into the the, the price of stocks, we've heard talk that the, the pricing is, is a little bit awry at the moment because people are pricing in perpetual load shedding. Do you agree with that? Uh, and are people anticipating a worse scenario than what is likely to play out? The short answer is yes. Um, we are actually starting to see some interesting opportunities um, because, as you say, uh, the market looks for many businesses as though it's pricing in stage three or four load shedding into perpetuity. Uh, Whereas if you look at the government's plans, and for once, I think these ones uh, do seem quite feasible, we do expect load shedding to ease further um, in the final months of this year and then and then further more into 2024. So, yeah, I think the market's uh, being overly negative. It's uh, giving us uh, some interesting opportunities. But um, the fun is that uh, none of us can perfectly predict the future. All right. Now, finally, can you talk about Sandland Private Wealth and how you've positioned your clients' portfolios to account for this disruption that's been caused by load shedding? Kieran, I think the first thing is that, you know, one has to be positioned quite nicely in advance of problems. And, you know, the way we look at the world by sort of this time last year or sort of the, the beginning of the fourth quarter last year, our client portfolios were already at that point tilted quite a bit towards that first bucket I spoke about earlier of companies where more of the business is outside of SA. So, you know, for example, um, late last year, early this year, we had uh, materially higher weights in companies like Naspers or Richmond than our competitors did. But then if I look more recently, we've now seen the market respond negatively in, uh, in a lot of ways to the load shedding and of course to this weaker rand, which is sort of related. So actually, in the past six weeks or so, uh, we've taken the opportunity to move some money back towards South African-centric companies. Uh, We've added um, uh, to our positions in businesses like Pepcor and Absa. Um, We think that actually the prices on offer um, in the stock market for these businesses, we think they're actually too attractive to ignore and that those prices already bake in all the bad news uh, that uh, we expect to see. Um, so, you know, we think that if you do take a medium-term view, you look a little bit beyond the current pain, uh, we do think there are some quite interesting opportunities out there. 
And what about the mining sector? Do you see opportunities there? Um, not a huge amount right now. That's more, though, to do with our view on the global cycle, where you know we think the global cycle is heading maybe more towards a recessionary direction. Um, and that is typically a little bit uh, negative for resources. So we are we're, we're quite specific in which kind of resource companies we have exposure to. Uh, maybe a little bit more exposure, for example, to something like a BHP, which we think probably benefits from um, from a bit more stimulus in China, and where it's not uh, overly influenced by what's going on in South Africa. Thank you very much. That was David Lurkey, Chief Investment Officer at Sunland Private Wealth.